0: Begin PodFix Network transmission in 3, 2, 1. Hello again, everyone. It's
1: Mr. Most Days Off from the Best Darn Diddly Review Show, here with a special message for you from Richie the WizKid. You know, a town without Best Darn Diddly is a little like the mule with the spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. The name's WizKid, Richie the Kid, and I come before you good fans of Springfield with probably the greatest podcast. Uh, it's not for you. It's more of a Shelbyville podcast.
0: Now, you wait here just a minute. We're twice as smart as the people of Shelbyville. You tell us where to listen to Best Darn Diddly and we'll listen. I'll tell
1: you exactly where you can listen to it. You can catch the Best Darn Diddly Review Show each and every Monday on bestdarndiddly.com. So hop on the monorail and join us on this journey through the Simpsons series. Let's
2: do this.
1: Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard podcast. We're actually not recording in Studio A today. We're on location in the home of my parents. Thank you as always to our listeners. We appreciate your continued support. To the show for a while, then you know I've done two episodes with my dad. One was called Dad versus Technology, where we discuss his less than open-minded attitude towards any and all technology, and a second where he tells a bunch of great stories. Well now it's time to meet my mom. Today is her 74th birthday. I realized after recording with my dad that my mom would appreciate a similar opportunity to tell her story. So I've asked her to sit down with me and my two sisters for a short series of episodes this week to celebrate her birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. This is is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Everybody, thanks for being here.
0: You're welcome. We're here.
1: This is an audio on audio medium. So if I talk to you, you have to say something back because the audience can't see your response. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So if I say, hey, everybody, thanks for being here. If you don't say, hey, thanks for having us. If you don't don't respond, (laughs) the audience is going to have no idea. Okay. I I can't narrate and say, my younger sister just smiled at me <laughs> in response to my comment that's not going to work. <laughs> okay. Well mom, this is all about you today.
2: And what a privilege to be able to tell my story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Very, so we're lucky. When I said, "Hey, did you want to come on the podcast?" what was your first thought? Was oh, it God. was it what's a podcast?
2: Yeah, what is a podcast? And who is going to listen to my story? Who's going to care about my story?
1: Did you have any initial thoughts, Cindy, when I said, hey, do you want to come on a podcast? Did, did I ask you or did, or did Ann ask for me?
0: I asked. Yes, because we were probably planning some other event at the same time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I know what a podcast is, but of course, i can't. a been podcast.
1: On one. You know what a podcast and a podcast a is. Podcast. <laughs> uh-huh. So what was your initial thought or feelings or <laughs> opinions when you were approached?
0: I was curious, maybe a little intimidated.
1: Okay. Does it help to know that people all over the world are gonna hear your words and they're gonna be out on the internet forever? Does that does that help hinder your willingness to do this?
0: <laughs> Maybe that hinders. I'm a little private sometimes.
1: You know I have forty nine downloads in Japan.
0: Really? So this is Congratulations. Reached, thank you. So this is
1: this has reached as far away as Asia.
0: That's wow. pretty cool. I've
1: got meaningful listenership in, Very cool. in Australia as well. So g'day mates.
0: Well yes. To everyone. Listening in Australia.
1: That's right. I've got a good following in the UK. So you're reaching a worldwide audience. I just want you to know that.
0: Fabulous. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Mom, we're here to to hear your story or hear you tell your story. This is an opportunity for for us to document you and your life and Mm -hmm. to give you an opportunity to tell those things in your own words. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So with that, let's get started. I think it's really special that the four of us get to do this together.
0: I agree, yep. and yes. I, and I, ho- I hope Absolutely. that you guys agree.
1: Also, I feel like I'm coming down with malaria, but I think it's because, Mom, you keep the house at 80 degrees.
0: We all okay. know who sets the temperature in this house.
1: We do, and he's not invited to this conversation on
0: purpose.
1: <laughs> there's a reason for that. One, because he's he's been given his time, and two, there's three reasons. Two, he would take over, and three, I don't know how pleasant he would be, <laughs> <laughs> Me and, the, and then we don't want that to be about that. This, is, this, is, <laughs> this conversation is going to come with a different tone. Uh, okay, well, when when Anne sent over your notes, the first thing on the list, Mom, was uh, a reference to your parents. Mm-hmm. Let's start there.
2: Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of being born into uh, an amazing family, and um, my. Mom and dad um, were not overly educated. My my father, um, he um, only made it to sixth grade, and um, he wanted to really be uh, just with his grandpa and the horses. And <laughs> his other eight siblings, they continued on with school, and oh gosh. So anyway, uh, my mom though, um, back in those days, was able to finish um, high school to the extent of like a secretarial course, with. Two years and then she was finished with her education. Okay, so um just did, to back up, mom, yeah? did
0: were they second generation Americans?
1: Yeah, your parents are German. Correct. Are they a hundred percent German? Mostly German?
2: Well my dad might have a little bit of French in him. Why? Because his mom had just a little bit of French in her.
1: Okay, so to Anne's point, mm-hmm. your dad was born in nineteen hundred. Correct. Your mom, just four years later, in nineteen oh four. Yes. Yeah. Which which generation of, of your family do you know immigrated to the United States? Do you know?
2: My um, because your par-
1: both your parents were born here. Correct. Right.
2: Uh, and my my mom's, um, grandpa came from, uh, Luxembourg, and uh, when he was nineteen, and um, from what I understand, he came with his little sister. And gosh.
1: So, so, so they're second generation yes. Americans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay.
2: Yeah. And he didn't have hardly any money. And I find this to be interesting. Um, and I was told that um, he um, bought a couple of chickens and um, with those two chickens, he was able to create more chickens and then chickens will do that, you know. <laughs> and I don't know where he kept these chickens. Animals, I don't know. animals
1: instinctively multiply. I, I don't know,
2: if, but it, uh, you know that makes me think I should get more information about that. About so, chickens and how no, they multiply. About where he lived oh, okay. and where he's. Yeah. Yes. So, so what city or town? Milwaukee. Oh, really? All of this was in Milwaukee. All this was all this was in Milwaukee. Yeah. So the fir- they the they... first
1: place your family settled was Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Yeah.
1: Both of your parents were from larger families. Your Mm -hmm. your father almost twice as large. He's from a family of nine. Mm -hmm. Your mom from a family of five.
2: Yes. So anyway, um, getting back to uh, my my grandpa, um, um, he then decided to uh, collect the feathers from the chickens and um, took them to whatever company makes um, feather pillows and um, these... um, comforters that they had at the time that went on top of the mattress. Down <laughs> anyway, comforters, Mom? Uh, uh, that's not the term. Feather beds. They were just called feather beds. Mm-hmm. And um, so then... Um, they weren't
1: made of goose. They were made of chickens. Yeah, yeah.
2: chicken feathers. And then um, he um, learned how to um, dress the chickens and sell them to hotels for... They're chicken meals, I guess, for food. Yeah, for food. So uh-huh. anyway, um, from the two little chickens, he you know was able to um, make a, a a good living. So he was very industrious. He was very industrious. What in, do we know? What himself? year he came here with his sister? Oh gosh, um, no,
0: that's a good question. Don't we have his immigration card? Yes, it's somewhere in my mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and a picture do. of him. Yeah. in addition to that. Yeah, I remember that picture. Has a beard. Yeah. yeah yeah he was a dear man and my mom loved that man she loved that man and um anyway then it came down where um he lived with my gra- uh, mom's uh, parents and um and then um uh they had a big fire in their house and um um the, uh, the grandpa, I guess, got so stressed out about the fire that uh, after that he was never the same, and then he, he eventually uh, died. So, uh, so anyway, um, that was, had been absolutely horrendous. So, um, that. Um, and my mom was one of five, yes, the four brothers and herself, and she always said,
1: So so she was the only girl in our family. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah, and she would say to me, I I always wished I had a sister. I always wished I had a sister, but she never did. But anyway, um, so um, I'm the youngest of six. I have um, 12 uncles and 10 aunts and um, um, 14 first cousins. And I have... um, um, from my brothers and sisters four were married um and uh, as a result i have 15 nephews and nine nieces
0: so all together we had 27 yeah. grandkids from this family correct my my mom and dad had 20 and we're still
2: multiplying yeah we're still multiplying <laughs> <That's all laughs> you, make, you
1: make us sound like rabbits
2: <laughs> no 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 well, there's no. a lot of us in
1: spite of those numbers we're not rabbits For are still but, the,
2: but yeah and and of course, just like with everybody, each one has their own special story. And so, again, I feel privileged to just tell a little which bit we're going about to cover each
1: one of those on this very episode. So, <laughs> get comfortable. We're going to be here for the next seven hours. Oh. <laughs> anyway, well, back up just a little bit, if you yeah. don't mind. Uh-huh. Tell us the, quick, quickly the story about how your mom and dad met.
2: Okay. Well, my um, my um, mom's brother became a um, a Catholic priest. However, um, uh, there was a a planned, a big ordination party, and some relatives of um, my mom, of course, and some relatives of my father's family, because they kind of knew each other, they were invited to the ordination. And it's at this gathering that my mom and dad met, and um, they got married six months later. My,
1: my, six months after they met
2: yeah my, wow. fa- my father was 29 mayor born in 1929 tw- and they were
0: married in 1929
2: married in 1920 yeah oh i'm sorry they yeah, married in 1929 he was 29 he was born in 1900
1: w- which, which i have a question about that yeah that that's from this generation that's mm-hmm. kind of late to get married yeah do you have any insight into that I mean, a lot of well, people got married in their teens or even... early. Yes. Like, I mean, by the mid-20s, you True, were like, yeah. hey, how come right. you're not married yet?
2: Right. And yeah. she was 25? She was 25. Yep. Yeah, that and is that was, pretty late
0: that, for them. That's late definitely for Definitely late for her.
2: Right. Well, my my. remember, my dad was not educated, so um, he was trying to, I guess, find himself and establish some kind of work. Um, <laughs> which, which
1: we'll get to that, right? Yeah. That, that's part of the story.
2: Right, right, right. So... So what... I'm and, sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, um, at the time, I guess um, um, my dad was selling shoes and um, also helping his dad in um, uh, residential real estate. And of course, then um, the depression came, and oh my gosh, that that was horrific too. Because yeah, to get no, married, nothing was selling. Mm-mm. Yeah, to get married.
0: Yeah, literally in the month. Oh my god. That the stock market crash
2: yeah they I were mean, married
0: in October mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's when the stock market crashed mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean
1: w- within weeks of what's considered Black Tuesday yeah yeah
0: so but you get married and you're starting this new family and then everything bottoms out
1: but actually wor- worldwide mm-hmm. the the trends are the things that led to the great depression had already started right when they Certainly. Got, yeah when they got engaged and it was everything was kind of heading downhill and then yeah black black tuesday was within just a few weeks
0: but so what drove so what happened after right after they got married
2: well they had to move in with um my my um okay when they had were in the real estate my um um dad had a, a duplex uh, that um he acquired, you know, and my mom and dad lived there from what I understand, but then that had to get sold or whatever, so they moved in with my, my, um, my mom's mom and dad. And um, actually, um, it was my mom's stepdad because her, her, her biological father had passed away. Anyway, um, so they had a very full house,
0: <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't just them. Who no. else lived there with them?
2: Oh my gosh! Um, oh gosh! Well, and, you,
1: and you've got a note here that says until their fifth child was born.
2: Correct. That is correct.
1: So it was <laughs> it was them and their four children. Yeah. Which which one is your fourth fourth sibling?
2: My fourth sibling was my brother Francis. Okay, and so
1: so <clears throat> so your brother Francis was born, mm-hmm. and then and then who who was five?
2: My brother uh, uh, Robert.
1: And then they said, "That's it. Well, that, well, <laughs> There's no, too many people no.
2: here." Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, how, did it how.
0: Because they had aunt, You had your aunts and uncles there too in the house. Like it was not just your correct. grandmother and well, step grandfather. Some, some,
2: some of them, believe it or not, lived up in the attic because they <laughs> they rented the second floor to some people, and so some lived up in the attic. Some. On the first floor and some in the basement,
1: but it was like in the Brady Bunch when they finished out the attic, the attic for Greg. <laughs> so it was a really cool attic. So don't feel bad for him. It was like a super awesome attic.
2: And getting back to the idea of a chicken, um, for them to be able—remember, they had very little money. They um, well, it was
1: the Great Depression, so yeah.
2: So they got <laughs> that's not a,
1: that's not a stretch to believe. Oh that.
2: my God! So on Sunday they um, got a chicken and um, made um, uh, chicken soup. And everybody got a good, healthy soup dinner. Um, yeah, my mama tell me about that often. So, by the grace of God, I don't know. My father was able to um, make some money and build a house. Hang
1: on one second, because I think I think you're skipping over something
2: that's really important, pretty
1: significant. Which is how they got into the bakery business. Oh, yeah. Yes, because because your family was in the bakery business for 60 years.
0: Yeah, well, right? and then. Wasn't it um, your great grandmother that encouraged my grandma? Yeah,
1: yeah, your that's actually, grandma. My I want grandma. her to tell that story about, yeah. about oh, yeah. how how they got into the bakery business.
2: Okay. Well, my um, my grandma um, said uh, to my dad, um, that, that "There's a guy down the street that has, is selling that little bakery." And do
1: you remember his name?
2: No. And because um, I
1: believe his name was Louis Pleckelman. Oh, okay what was the name of the, I think you told me one time okay it was a local Polish guy that owned the bakery
2: okay so anyway um grandma said um, you go talk to that guy and um, you have him teach you some things and, and because uh, let's face it uh, that's one thing people've got to eat so if you make bakery um, they, I'm sure they'll come so I'll loan you some money you go down there and I'm sure my father had' been just totally petrified so
1: well and, and don't don't um, don't glaze over that because the, the the wisdom in in the wake of the Great Depression for someone to say to have the insight hey everyone has to eat regardless of what you know, the, the one thing we have to have no matter what it's the food. economic situation is is mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. that's a that's a really wise piece of advice get into the food business basically mm-hmm. right
2: yep that's, yes. pretty, that's um, pretty.
1: That's pretty. clever in, under oh, the circumstances. She, yeah.
2: Well, she was a very smart lady. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. And
1: so uh, I believe. I'm brave. So 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 somebody who was it was it her or was it someone else that gave them the money to purchase my grandma. The bakery?
2: My, my grandma did.
1: And how much was it?
2: Five thousand dollars.
1: Five thousand dollars. Wow. How
2: did she have five thousand dollars? Just saved do up not, in, the, in the Great I, Depression. That's she, amazing.
1: Because they bought the bakery. In 1929, I believe you told mm-hmm, us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So somehow this woman had $5,000 to loan
2: uh-huh. for I mean, him to
1: purchase the bakery. So
2: that must have been everything she had. Just about.
1: And, and also, that must have been a, a, a decently established bakery in the middle of the Great Depression to be worth $5,000. That is a and good point to, In today's dollars, it. that's, that's mm-hmm. not a small amount of money. Right. Okay.
2: But my uh, thought comes to my mind, I think is a beautiful thought, is the fact that my grandma... Believed in your dad so much, believed in my dad, even though he was not educated. She, she loved him and saw a work ethics in him, and trusted him. Obviously. So off he went, and so he went and he learned the best he could and boy uh you know stayed with it and then that gentleman from who um, they um bought that bakery he lived in the, in the shop in, in a quarter he had a cot i guess and anyway my dad went um one day uh down there to, to do his work and and this
1: was, guy was open to the idea of teaching him the bakery business and yes. then selling it to him he was he was fine with well, that yeah. He,
0: he was living
2: he was, in the back of the bakery right right so he was he a retirement age, maybe? I don't know about that. But anyway. That's
1: well, actually the part of the story I've never heard as to why those were the circumstances. Like, but, why
0: was he living in the back of the bakery and why was he selling the bakery? Right. He didn't have a,
2: any money to go anywhere else. That's all he had.
1: In any case.
2: And he was probably exhausted, wanted out.
1: How that apprenticeship came to an end, I think is an interesting part of the story.
2: Well, my dad went into the shop one day and he was gone. And gone, was so gone, and there he was. So then, Louis had <laughs> skipped
1: town. The education was over. It's your bakery,
2: <laughs> and good luck.
1: Which is interesting because obviously he wouldn't have disappeared if he hadn't already been given the five thousand dollars. So he mm-hmm, could have he could have skipped out immediately, but this mm-hmm. guy stuck around. But then one day he just arbitrarily decided it was over. The cop was cleaned up. No yep. more. No more Lewis.
2: Right, and then what was what did Grandpa start with? So then Grandpa went um, down uh, to wherever um, homeless people were, Um, and um, um, he um, said, "Come on, um, I will give you a job, but I can't pay you very much. But would you come and work for me?" And so um, they came, and that's how he got his initial workers. Believe it or not, then um, my mom even, I, don't, I guess my grandma must have helped with the children because my mom is the one who sold the bakery in the store. And people came and they bought it. And
0: um, But wasn't the first thing he made was just donuts? Because he didn't know, um, he had to teach himself how to make all the other stuff. Don't, right, right. Bread, a good breads and well, things.
1: And it was in the wake of the Great Depression. so right. I mean, people only had the need or desire for very simple items at the right. time.
2: Right, right. So anyway, lo and behold, um, again, by the grace of God, it, 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 they kept at it, and um, <clears throat> they were able to um, um, set up another store, and buy a little truck and um, you know, the bakery from the actual shop over to this little store, and then from that little the store that became successful. Um, uh, they s- s- uh, opened up another location, and so forth, and so. So
0: ultimately, by the time the bakery kind of ended, how many stores did you guys have?
2: Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, probably, I don't know, maybe fourteen, and and um, then also they had um, restaurants, restaurant uh, combination with,
1: with big with big banquet halls. They, yes, they were delivering to. Uh, convenience stores and grocery stores. Hospitals. Hospitals. So
0: Yeah.
1: So it the, went
2: from this small little place. Single to,
1: location, yeah.
2: And it just it just kept going on and more one more success after the other. But um still that you know, like, just like everybody there were there were problems. Um, um um how should I say, um my grandma um got sick and, um, but uh, she became, no she became a widow. And then my uncle who had a a parish in Racine, Wisconsin needed a housekeeper. So she said yes, that she would go help him and the the parishioners and the sisters and the Dominican nuns said yeah, um, have your mom come. So she was the housekeeper, cook and whatnot all. And um, then she got sick and um, got a stroke that is and uh the sisters took care of her for a while and even some parishioners came in and so forth but um i don't know uh what happened there but um eventually grandma was brought to our house so uh and this was the house that my dad then had had built in um let's see 1938 for my for my mom shortly after my my brother this is colonial drive no, this was on 54th Street. Okay. yeah,
0: Just yeah. near the bakery, right?
2: Yeah, right. So anyway, then um, how did that happen? So then they outgrew the original shop, moved to that building where, the, you know, where they expanded with uh, commercial and, uh, and, and uh, um, professional offices and so forth. And then um, they the, They outgrew that, because it was just the shop behind the store. Then they um, were able to move back to their original place that, um, I don't know what occupied, what was in there for a while, or who occupied that space, but they then turned that back into a bakery, and then um, that got to be too small, so then they bought um, into another place on uh, 84th and Greenfield in West Dallas, Wisconsin. So they actually had the bake shop in three locations.
1: All right, that wraps up this part of the conversation. We'll see you guys in the next episode.
2: Absolutely. Great.
1: Please come back tomorrow for part two with my mom. We'll discuss her unusual birth story, a terrible fire, and what you do in the 1940s to accommodate a sixth child on a very limited budget. This is the Gravity Beer Podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. I knew
0: that I would fall.